Welcome in today. A lot to get to. Not a lot. I there, there's a few main topics. There's three big ones that are uh, we're going to discuss today. But uh, we're going to talk about that Badger win last night. Uh, Mike DeCourcy from the Big Ten Network is going to give us his thoughts on uh, the Badgers, on uh, the suspension of Juwan Howard, and uh, as the Big Ten tournament is now on the horizon and March Madness is right around the corner, we're going to talk with him coming up here in about a half an hour. In addition to that, uh, I, I, I got to set this up. I'm sitting here last night. I actually was out a little bit last night. I was out running around, and I got a phone call. Uh, well, I take that back. Let me back up. I got a text message that said, hey, you got time to talk. And it's from a friend of mine, very good source. I said, yep, no problem. So uh, he was listening to the show yesterday. And he said, hey, I heard some of the things you had to say regarding Brian Gutekunst. And I said, yeah, you know, I, I said, this is kind of what I took away from the presser. Uh, I know a lot of people feel it's kind of lip service, but it is what it is, you know, blah, blah, blah. So he said, I got some news for you. Okay, so we got to talking, and he uh, he told me. Now I'm only going by what he tells me, and then I made a couple of calls after the fact to find out. Yeah, this is the direction they're heading. He said I have uh, a very good friend who is privy to certain information. I said okay, and I've trusted this guy before. I mean, he was the guy that gave me the. Some of the information on the regards uh, to San Francisco and the call that Shanahan made to Matt LaFleur. And so I trust him with with everything. He said, yeah, he said, uh, Rodgers is looking to be the highest paid player in the NFL. And I said, well, that's interesting because we know that Patrick Mahomes is making over 45. He said, yeah, he wants to beat that by at least five. And I said, wait a minute, 50 million a year? He said, yep, and I've seen the paperwork. It's sitting right there, out in the open, right now, as an offer on the table. I said, now, is this the Packers doing this, or is this Rodgers people asking for it? And he said, yes. I said, there's no way. So we hung up. I thought about it. This guy's never steered me wrong. So we got. Uh, I started making a couple of phone calls, and um, sh- nobody would confirm the 50 but the highest paid player, yes. It's funny because I started sniffing around and all of a sudden this morning, Diana Rossini is saying the exact same thing now. I don't know if it's because we were poking around or it's because they're wanting to let it out there. But all of a sudden ESPN is saying the same thing and they're putting the numbers up. I uh, 50, 50, million, 50 million a year. And I don't know how, I don't know how they do that. Now, you can finagle a lot of money, and salary-wise and, you know, all that stuff. I don't know how they are able to finagle that. As Mike Clements put it, the Mexican standoff, so to speak, where you've got Rogers saying, I'm waiting to see what they do with Adams. Adams people not wanting to sign a long-term deal until they find out what's going on with Rogers. I, I, because once you tag Adams, it's $70 million a year unless you work out a deal with him. If you pay Rogers 50 and, and, and Adams 20-plus, that's $70 million a year. You're chewing up a good, giant portion of your salary cap on two guys. Excuse me, two guys. Show me the money. 
I don't know how the Packers can do this. I don't know many teams that can do this. They can do it for a year, maybe two. But I, I, I don't I, I, I don't I don't know how they can afford that. And we've said it before, I'll say it again, no team in the Super Bowl era, no team in the Super Bowl era has ever won a Super Bowl. Now let's go back to the salary cap era with free agency and such, even to the 70s. Um, until Tom Brady did it his last time in New England when he made 13.9%, no team had ever won a Super Bowl with a quarterback making more than 13% of their team's total payroll. No team has ever won a Super Bowl making more than with a quarterback making more than 13.9. 14% or better of your team's total payroll going to one particular guy with a quarterback making more than that, no team has ever won a Super Bowl. I I don't know how they do this. So that's kind of where we're at. It, I, I go back to that whole discussion at the beginning of the season, and, and again, I, I'm, I'm, if I had to put my life on it, I'd say I'm 95 percent sure that this is what's going on behind closed doors. They could always come back and say no, Rogers will take less or whatever, you know, to 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 keep guys around him, but. Um, the, the, the perception is a lot of what Aaron Nagler talked about with us yesterday. Rogers feels he's owed the money. Rogers feels he's the best. He's tired of seeing other players make more than him. He's winning back-to-back MVPs and other players are making more than him. And I understand that. I, I, I don't discredit that. And, and if that's what you want and I, then you deserve it. Okay. I'm not, I'm not arguing that fact. What I'm arguing is, you're coming to the end of your career and you're choosing money over legacy at this point, in my opinion. In my opinion. If that's indeed the case, which I've got two different people now to confirm that that's kind of what's going on. So, $50 million a year. Now, some will say, well, it's not about money or it's not about winning, it's about the money. No, Roger still feels he can win. He still feels he can lead a team. He feels he's the best at doing so. But the blinders are, can you put a team good enough around you? There's no quarterback that's ever won one on his own. None. Tom Brady's always needed a solid defense. Malcolm Butler's the guy that made the play at the end of the game to give them the win. Brady brought him back and did miraculous things against Atlanta, but it was that that vaunted Patriots defense in the second half that started shutting down Matt Ryan, creating turnovers. You always need another side of the ball. You always need another player or two. You always need a guy that you can throw to. You always need a guy besides or two or five. You, no quarterback on his own has ever stood in the pocket with a crappy offensive line, with a bad defense, and won a, won a Super Bowl on his own. Doesn't happen. Bad quarterbacks have had other players around them. Mediocre quarterbacks have had other players around them. But great quarterbacks still need other guys. Favre needed White. Rodgers needed, needed Woodson. 
And remember, at the time, he had four and five wideouts that were really, really good. I um, I don't know, man. I don't know if you got my my. I'm gonna wait and see how this plays out, but I, I if it if that comes out to be true and they sign him for fifty million a year, then I'm I would be. I'll sit back and and fold my arms and say, show me, show me how you're gonna win a championship. Prove prove me prove me in in history wrong. Because I don't think the Packers will. I and, and I will also say this. Then I had that whole speech about Aaron Rodgers in the beginning of the season last year. That whole speech was nothing but hypocrisy. If that turns out to be the case. Now we'll wait and see. Wait and see. So there you go. Um, 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, feel free to go ahead and do so. 877-867-1670. You can also uh, find us find us in many different platforms. Over on Twitter, at Bill underscore Michaels. At Bill underscore Michaels. You can find us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash The Bill Michaels Show. The Bill Michaels Show. You can find us on YouTube. Go to YouTube. Subscribe for free on YouTube. Faux free. And we really appreciate it that you do. So many people have. Go to YouTube.com slash Bill Michaels Show. Three words, put them all together, and you can find us on Twitch TV as well. Uh, you can uh, find us in many of the different uh, platforms when it comes to our podcast. And, man, uh, the podcast downloads have been fantastic. Uh, find us over on Spotify, find us on Apple iTunes, and find us on a Google Podcast as well. Simply look up The Bill Michaels Show. you find us there. So all of that, and then Major League Baseball has said, yeah, we're not close. We, nah, we've got a couple things maybe we can agree upon, and maybe that was the menu for lunch, but beyond that, yeah. There's talk now about mm, we're moving to front. We're, we're going to start thinking about moving the season back. Uh, and from what I understand, there's more thought now to mid to late April than there is salvaging spring training. I really thought, I really honestly, truly thought, once they get to this point, the midway portion of February that we would have had a, a deal in place, but they don't. And I, you know, I know they gave themselves a self-imposed deadline by next week, but I, uh, I don't see it happening. They're, they're pretty far apart. They're pretty far apart. And I've said all along, if you're not going to make the start of the season, then just, then just hold off for what you want. You're already screwing it up. You're taking this little bit of downtime and completely washing it, you know, kind of throwing it right down the toilet where you could have had a lot of spotlight. And now, you know what, just just whatever you got to do, get it right so we don't have to do this again. We don't have to hear about this again. But baseball is uh, at a uh, also at a standoff. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670, hit us up. Uh, this portion of the program, as always, brought to you by our good friends over there at Bud Light, Bud Light Seltzer. They've got the new tie-dyes, the hard seltzers that are out there. Brand new, great stuff. I'm going to be trying a couple of them this weekend, as a matter of fact. So uh, the brand new hard seltzer, the black cherry seems to sell the best, but they've got all kinds of different flavors. So check out the brand new Bud Light hard seltzer and the seltzer NXT, the NEXT seltzer. Next up on the seltzer column. Um, 
So today we're going to talk some uh, college hoops coming up here at the bottom of the hour, Mike DeCourcy, and then a whole lot about uh, the revelation that is, uh, I, and I'm watching it on ESPN right now, uh, Diana Rossini saying that uh, Rogers Camp wants to be the highest paid player in the National Football League. Uh, my my side tells me uh, and shows me it's $50 million is what they're wanting a year, $50 million a year. Um, but it's not far off from what Rossini's saying because she's saying he wants to be the highest paid. And if that's the case, and he's got to be higher paid than Patrick Mahomes, who's making close to $47 million. So he doesn't want to be paid a lot or a little more. He wants to be paid a lot more. Millions more. I, I don't even know where to begin on something like that. Um, Sean says, nope, blow it up. Blow it up. Let's prepare for the future. NFC North still sucks anyway. Uh, Chuck says, yeah, but it's not about the money, right? What an ass. Um, so many other quarterbacks take a pay cut, and then there's Rodgers. Uh, Mark says, time to rebuild. I, I don't know how they're going to do this unless you get into voidable years. I know. Uh, there's, there's a lot of people that are saying... I'm burnt out on the Rogers story. It, it, it is until there's a, a resolution to this, and, and make make no mistake about it. We are less than two weeks away now. We are less than two weeks away. Um, we are what ten days, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, 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 twelve days from him making a decision. I gotta think that next Tuesday. which is the first, I got to think that if Rodgers makes an appearance, well, you know what? I, no, it's not true. Because he, he could make his announcement on, on Tuesday, February 8th, once he finds out if they get a deal done. That gives them all the, the rest of this weekend and all next week to work out a deal with Devontae Adams. And then on... Tuesday the 8th, Rodgers could go on the McAfee show and make his announcement. Or you just start thinking, you know, tag Adams and, and trade him. Tag, you know, tag him and trade him, and, and Rodgers just let him go by the wayside. Trade him away. There are other teams, apparently, at least according to ESPN and the NFL Network, that do have deals on the table to the Packers or prepared for the Packers that include paying Rogers salary and giving them draft choices and players included. So I think if I read correctly, there's three teams. You got to think the, uh, the Broncos are one of them. Um, you, you would assume, uh, I don't know what the other two are, but you would have to think that the Broncos are one of them that are ready. But that's where things stand. Uh, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Chime in. Give me your thoughts. Is Rodgers worth that deal as the best player in the National Football League? Would you do it? I, Like I said, I don't know how. I don't know how you put all that together. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. I know you're going to be sticking close to home tonight. If you're going to do something, uh, maybe give Joey a call out at Albanese's Roadhouse. If you're out in the Waukesha area or surrounding areas, uh, stop in. Tell Joey we said hi. They uh, 
I wonder if they're going to be doing the bocce ball tonight out in the snow. They do it in all kinds of weather. That's That'd be interesting. But uh, they clean those bocce ball courts up, get out there and play that stuff. But uh, give Joey a call, Albanese's Roadhouse. Even if you're planning something this weekend, great place to stop in, have a beverage, glass of vino, good food. Say hi to Joey if you're on the western portion of uh, Milwaukee, Waukesha and such, right across the street from Home Depot next to Menards on Blue Mound Road. That is Albanese's Roadhouse. Um, let's see here. This this one is from uh, from Ricky who says, once again, no way he does nothing but hold the Packers hostage. Tag and trade Adams or let Adams uh, set out uh, a year. Can't care. It's a game. Um, Jesse says you got to pay him. The pack's going to suck without him. Love is not the future. Packers fans have been spoiled with Hall of Fame quarterbacks. The organization needs to do whatever it takes to win now, not in the next five years. Um, Chris says, guess it all depends on what the Packers brass see, short-term or long-term goals. Short-term, you end up paying Rodgers and hope it all works out, and you sign Adams as well, and you have to push the push the uh, you know get over the playoff hump and push the money down the road. Long term, you trade them, knowing that you can hopefully hit the draft with a lot of capital and build for the future to stay replacing long term. Only three teams I see him being traded to: uh, Denver, Cleveland, and Pittsburgh. Um, here's the thought. Okay, here's the thought. The thought is, you trade them to Denver. Denver wants them. Okay, you trade him to Denver. You can even maybe work out some kind of a package for trade capital with Devontae. Who knows? But you you tag and trade Devontae. You trade Rodgers, get a player, a starter, uh, a bunch of draft capital. You're going to suck, and you know that, going into next season. You're, you're going to be a 500 team at best. Um, and then with all that draft capital next, not this year in the draft, but next year, you're looking at Stroud and company, a couple of good quarterbacks that are coming through the system that maybe, you know, if, let's say you end up with a six win season or a seven win season. You're probably sitting what at about 12, something like that. 12th pick overall, you have enough draft stock to trade up and get one of those quarterbacks if indeed you feel they're the real deal. And then you begin to rebuild your future with a new quarterback. If that's the guy. And with the draft capital you'll have, you'll have enough to start piecemealing some other players together. That's what you're that's what you're kind of mulling over right now. Craig, uh, Craig says, who cares? There's a hell of a lot more issues in today's world than sports. And then you're listening to the wrong program, Craig. Go somewhere else. Um, that That's something that, that that trade is something that you could really entertain. Now, again, if you believe in Gutekinds and the, uh, the, the, the staff – uh, Cliff, yeah, you, there's there's no quarterback this year. You're not you're not going after anybody this year. I'm talking next year, okay? Just an FYI, I was very clear about that. People hear what they want to hear. Um, there's not 
you can still get some decent pieces this year. You could put together an outside pass rush, an offensive line. You can put, you know, if you're going to eventually let Bakhtiari go, you know, you still got Elton Jenkins and company. Once he comes back, you can still put together a decent offensive line. You've been pretty good at that. You can look in the market of, say, tight ends. You can look for pass rush, more defensive help up front. Build, go back to the Ted Thompson way, build from the trenches in and then work out. Then you bring in your Nick Collins. Then you start to bring in your wide outs. And then you kind of rebuild this thing if indeed you can, if indeed you believe the next guy's there. They fell in love with, with Jordan Love and shouldn't have. And that will forever be a mistake. Unless Jordan Love all of a sudden just turns it on. I, I will say this, though. Yesterday, there was very little praise for Jordan Love from Brian Goodekinst. He made excuses. He said, well, you know, we'd like to see him get more opportunity. And, you know, hey, during the season, you don't get a lot. No. that See, during the season, you normally don't get a lot. You're running scout team. But once they got to the immunization portion of the season, he was the, he was the starter getting starters reps for the remainder of the year because Rodgers in that toe, they, he wasn't practicing. Remember? So he was getting starters reps behind closed doors. He was running the offense behind closed doors. They know what they have in him. Not very high. Not very high. 877 uh, this is from Brent. Uh, Brent says, uh, hey, unit, respect your opinion. I just don't think Rodgers is the guy anymore. Yes, he gives us the best chance to win regular season games. He does not give us the best chance to win postseason games. Over the last two years, he has proved that it's time to move on. Better now and do it too early than too late. Well, Ted Thompson always said, I'd rather trade a guy away a year too early than a year too late. Back-to-back MVPs, you're not going to get much higher. And I look... I'm somebody who has wanted from the very beginning to see Rodgers come back. I, I've said that. I've, I, for those that follow me, you know. Um, I, I've said 75 to 85% of me says he's coming back. It seems like everybody's doing and saying the right thing. But last night when I got that call and, and found out it was to the tune of about $50 million. Now, I don't know how you can massage that to the point that all of that's not counting against the cap. You can certainly put in roster bonuses and signing bonuses and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I get it, but it's still going to be a large chunk of change that's going to count against the cap. I you know, unless you're figuring out a way to give him 30 million out of the cap for roster bonuses or something. I mean, I don't know if there's a cap to that. I I I'm not a capologist. But I I I I don't know how you pay that and pay Devontae because once you tag Devontae, that's $20 million, And you're still trying to figure out how to get 20 more, 30 more million down out of the cap, right? Unless you're going to say, okay, we're going to bring you back, and then we're going to tear it all down. We're going to have to suffer through one year, tear it all down, and then begin again with Rodgers, so to speak, and bringing in free agents and restructuring. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a capologist. It's not what I do. Uh, Wisconsin Northwood says, uh, it's all about the money and it's all about himself. So selfish and disappointing. I've lost every idea of, or every iota of respect. 
uh, if this is true. And from the indications I've got, it's $50 million a year. $50 million. Uh, they're looking right now, looking at all of this stuff uh, over on the four-letter network. Um, they were saying $46.5 million. You're looking at Patrick Mahomes at 45. Rodgers is looking at 50, wanting to be the highest-paid player in the NFL. There you go. Uh, 877-867-1670. Let's do this. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. Badgers get a win last night. Where are the Badgers as far as the Big Ten goes and the NCAA tournament? Also, we're going to get Mike DeCourcy on from the Big Ten Network. Give us his thoughts on the rest of the Big Ten. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Badgers get a win. A little bit of a struggle, but they got a win nonetheless. They, uh, you got a good one coming up tonight, too. Ohio State on the road taking on Illinois. But last night it was the Badgers at the barn uh, getting the 68-67 win. You got Davis fouling out with about two and a half minutes to go in the ball game. Uh, but a win is a win. You take it, you move on, and uh, there's never uh, an easy win, uh, at least not most of the time. Uh, in the meantime, where does this leave the Badgers? Also, uh, well, what went on over the weekend, we haven't discussed with Mike yet. We bring in now Mike DeCourcy, the Big Ten Network, and you can find him on Twitter at TSN Mike as well. Mike, how you been? I am well, Bill. How are you? Great. We are coming into a, a terrific portion of the year, getting into March Madness, conference tournaments, and obviously the NCAA tournament. Uh, the Badgers get a win. Uh, let, let's talk first and foremost about where they stand right now in the Big Ten and how things are looking Badger wise. Because, like I said, you got a big one coming up tonight with Ohio State and Illinois. That's down in Illinois, as a matter of fact. But Wisconsin right now tied with Purdue atop the Big Ten, which I still think is somewhat surprising. But they just figure they're a very scrappy team. They just kind of figure out ways to get it done, even when it's kind of ugly, right? Yeah, you know, I, I'm not sure that I would use the word ugly to describe what goes on with them. I think that that what the problem, if you want to call it a problem, for a team that's now uh, in first in, in a tie for first in the in the Big 10 and 22 and 5 overall and was projected as a number 4 seed by the NCAA tournament selection committee, the problem is they're just not a deep team. They don't get a lot out of their bench either in terms of Scoring production, which I think is generally overrated in terms of reserves uh, and what they accomplish, but really in terms of just uh, the the minutes that they play being contributors to building leads, sustaining leads. When they go to their bench, they don't get a lot out of that, and other than rest for their for their starters. And I think that's one of the reasons why. If you look at Ken Palm or the net or whatever, the things that that are held against Wisconsin in the discussion of higher seeds even than the one that they received from the committee in their bracket reveal, I think that's where Wisconsin loses ground. Not so, like if they if everybody had only had five guys and, and played forty minutes, I think Wisconsin would be right there with everybody. I think the problem arises when they go too deep into their bench or too long into their bench. Mm-hmm. No, I would agree. They don't have much scoring coming off of the bench, that's for sure. And that's something we've talked about 
all season long. I do want to go back to Sunday and uh, the incident between Greg Gard and Juwan Howard. Uh, I said, look, I go back to 1978 when the Big Ten and NCAA made a statement saying any coach that takes a swing, it doesn't matter if it's a student athlete or at another coach, should immediately be fired. Basically, I said, I, that's the standard. That's where it should go. Give me your thoughts on wow. what where, happened. Where, where, and what's where, where did that come from? Though I've never that was I've been... that was after Woody Hayes punched the Clemson student. And they were talking about whether or not Woody Hayes should retain his job because of an emotion. Now, he had had other issues. And I had to go back in an article in 1978 to find it. But it was stated that any coach that takes a swing and then it said didn't matter whether it was at a student or or at another coach or player or assistant should not hold a job in NCAA coaching ranks. And I thought, wow, that's a pretty long statement. So I, I kind of perpetuated that forward and thought, you know, had he hit anybody besides Joe Krabenhoff, let's say he reaches out and accidentally hits Davis in the face, does he have a job? Or if this punch or this open-handed slap does not uh, reach anyone, does he still coach uh, the next game? Or is he suspended only one game? I think it... I don't think it's whether or not it hits somebody. I think it's whether or not you have the wherewithal to contain yourself enough to not take a swing on anyone else, uh, which then began the kind of the melee. So I just wanted to get your thoughts on all of that. Well, I think that the Hayes incident gives someone some context. Historically, has anything like this ever happened before? It gives you something to compare it to. But I don't think the situations are similar at all. The the young man Bauman, who, who is no longer a young man, <laughs> right? Uh, that, that was a long time ago. Uh, didn't do anything other than play football, and all of a sudden he winds up, uh, uh, you know, in that circumstance, getting uh, you know a blow from from Woody Hayes. Uh, I'm sure he expected nothing like that, and that so that was that was there was no way. I mean, I, I can't, like I, I was in college then, so I don't remember there being a long discussion about it. I wasn't, but I can't believe there was a long discussion about it. Uh, there, that was, it, that was a circumstance where he absolutely had to be fired as quickly as one could be fired. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is different. I think this is different. I, I believe first of all, that I, I, that Jawan Howard was in the wrong from the beginning of this circumstance because he was the one who chose in the final 22 seconds of the game after they had, uh, after they had taken the ball from uh, the, the Badgers and went down and scored a bucket uh, with 22 seconds left. At that point, there's no shot clock. There's the opportunity for the, the, the uh, Badgers to take the ball inbound it, walk up, dribble off the final seconds, and, and we know that's what they would have done. Uh, I mean, Greg said it, and that's not, we're not taking him at his word. It's just what everybody would do. He would take the ball down and dribble it out to final seconds, either hand it to the ref or let it fall to the ground, and then everybody goes and shakes hands and leaves. Mm-hmm. And instead, he cho- Juwan chose to continue to compete. Now, I'm not critical of that. You're, it's, it's your prerogative. You're the trailing team. If you want to continue to compete, even if it's like if you want to foul purposely and keep putting him on the line, it's your prerogative. But if you do that, you can't be affronted by the opposing coach continuing to compete. It, it, you know, competition is two is two parties going for the same thing. That's what competition is. So you chose to continue to go. So, of course, Greg has the right to continue to go. And that's what that timeout was. That timeout was a an exercise in competition. 
And to say that that was classless, that he would do that while you're pressing his walk-ons is preposterous. Mm-hmm. And I, I, Juwan was not entitled. You know, Juwan was entitled to whatever. He can be angry about anything he wants to be angry about. That's his, you know, we all can do that. But it wasn't logical. And if he wanted to be angry about it, it he had two options. One, at, th- at that point, one, leave the floor, and, and he would have been criticized for, for not being in the handshake line, but he would still be coaching. Or go through the handshake line and, and keep it to yourself. And then if you want to go in the press room and, and make a show about that, again, that's your prerogative to do that. It's, you'd still be wrong. But okay, but all of the scenario, the scenarios that I just provided there, he still coached last night. Instead, he chose the one where he has to make a point about his anger. Uh, he 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 takes the 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 action by Greg Gard to, to put his hand on Jawan's elbow, which wasn't the right thing to do. Greg should have just said, "This guy, you know, can you believe he's mad at me for what I, you know?" That's what he he should have just kept going. Right, but Jawan was the one who chose to escalate it from that. Greg's move, while unnecessary, was not was not physically aggressive. It was, you know, it was not a it was not a threat to Howard's well being. It was Jawan who decided to 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 take the step further uh, with you know and and take what Greg did with the, with his hand as another affront. And then to go and escalate beyond that with when Joe uh, Krabenhoff got involved and ultimately lead to the swing. Um, getting back to on the court, uh, which is I, I wanted to get your take on that. I'm glad that I did. And, and I, I appreciate that. Getting back to on the court, going into the tournament, looking at the Big Ten and where it stands right now. How many get in? Do the do, because Michigan obviously not having the season that they wanted. They tied with Michigan State and also with the Iowa Hawkeyes, who are at number twenty-five, all nine and seven in the Big Ten, uh, and all with fifteen or better wins. Do we see Michigan make it an inch in if they have a decent tournament? Do we see Indiana possibly? I don't think they get in, but do does Indiana? How many teams get out of the Big Ten and into the NCAA tournament? I think it'll be seven or eight. Uh, I've, I've had mostly seven in my brackets to this point. I have never had Michigan in my bracket this year. Now, I don't do it from the beginning like Joe Lenardi does at ESPN. Uh, we at Fox start after there have been games played. I'm very happy that Fox likes it that way because mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to be doing brackets when no games have been played. So we do ours at the end of December. Uh, and we started up then, so we have a good full non-conference at that point to, to to base it on. And I've never had Michigan in my bracket at one at any point. Uh, I've had them in the first four out, as I did on Tuesday. But I think they're going to make it. Uh, they had Illinois. Uh, excuse me. They had Rutgers last night at home. Now they have Illinois, yeah. Michigan State, and Iowa, and then at Ohio State. I, I think if they are able to get two of the next three. And then we'll see where it goes at Ohio State and then do well, whatever well incorporates uh, in the Big Ten tournament. I think they're going to make it. Uh, Rutgers is the one that they had made that great charge. And I think they have some jeopardy now. And last night was a huge game for them, and they weren't able to get it. And they still have to go to Indiana. That's another huge game for both sides because they're kind of – 
although they can't, they don't necessarily cancel one each other, one another out. Uh, it does have an effect of hurt, helping one while hurting the other, and so that becomes a big game for Rutgers. And of course, they also have the Badgers on their floor on Saturday. Uh, another right. you know on BTN, another huge game for both sides, Wisconsin because they want to win the league. Uh, and maybe avenge a little bit what happened a couple of weeks ago, and then Rutgers because it's another essential ingredient to their tournament resume. Yeah, you look at what Rutgers did, and they went through four out of four top 25 ranked teams, beat them, and then got beat up pretty good by Purdue. Purdue handled them relatively easy. Now, granted, it was on the road, it was at Purdue, and then they lose at Michigan last night, as you had mentioned. So getting back home, I, I'm not going to say that the home cooking all of a sudden doesn't really well, but it seemed like they were rolling and the motion was heading, you know, in, in a, like, you know, the moss was getting all over the stone, so to speak. And then all of a sudden they came to an abrupt end. So uh, that's why I think tomorrow, excuse me, this weekend, Wisconsin, a lot to prove on the road. Wisconsin wants to hold the top spot in the Big Ten, obviously, but a lot to prove on the road since the last time these two teams met. Uh, one got away from them at uh, at the Kohl Center. I think Wisconsin bounces back in this one, but this is a big one, like you'd mentioned, for Rutgers. If they can knock off Wisconsin and then beat Indiana, boy, they really yeah, solidify themselves in a Big Ten tournament, yeah. Yeah, if, if, they, do, if they win their next two, they're going. I don't know what seed, uh, but they're going. Uh if Wisconsin wins the next one, you know they're in great shape to win the league at that point. To, to at least, and remember, winning the league, and especially in a league with unbalanced schedules and all that, um, you know, getting getting a tie, a share, is a huge deal. Uh, obviously, uh, you know they'll have the head-to-head with Purdue, and that'll probably end up making the decision on it. But if if you if you don't get Rutgers, then you know then it becomes that much more difficult to to have a, an opportunity to win it. Mike, great stuff as always. I appreciate it. As the tournament gets around, we'll touch base again, okay? Okay, Bill. Thank you. Appreciate it, pal. Talk to you soon. There you go. That is Mike DeCourcy. And uh, Mike is uh, of the Big Ten Network and of Fox. And you can get a hold of him on Twitter at TSN Mike. Great follow when it comes to college basketball as well. And he's he very much broke down the the you know, the altercation, if you will, between Juwan Howard and Greg Gard and, and a lot of good thought there when it comes to that. I still feel that Howard, anytime he's as a head coach, you take a swing, you, you should be gone. But uh, he does make the argument, and in today's day and age, as to what should or shouldn't have been done, and maybe there could have been a bigger suspension for Jawan Howard, but um, but he doesn't feel that was uh, you know job losing worthy, so to speak. Let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break. Uh, we'll get back into things when we come back. Um, the big discussion today is fifty million a year we hear is what the going price is for Aaron Rodgers 50 million a year man stay tuned more of the Bill Michael show it's coming up next welcome back glad to have you and uh on this uh, kind of snowy day, waiting for snow to hit later on this afternoon and going into tomorrow. So if you're out and about, it doesn't matter where you're at really in the state, I think. Uh, you know, be careful. We saw a lot of squalls and snow over the weekend, and then we got warm, and then it all melted. Then we had freezing rain, and now we're back at it again as uh, Mother Nature can't seem to make up her mind. It looks like over the weekend, though, as we get into next week, it's going to be nice. And a lot of this is then going to melt away again. So uh, we'll we'll just kind of stay on the roller coaster for right now, this portion of the program, which is uh, brought to you by our friends at Wisconsin Harley Davidson, go to wishd.com. 
That is WISHD.com for all that they have to offer. And as the weather begins to warm up, you're going to start to go, oh, man, I would be love to love to be riding. And uh, the 2022s continue to come in. Great selection, big selection of uh, used bikes as well. And it uh, doesn't matter if you're looking for new or used. They've got it. Uh, give our buddy Craig a call, the uh, GM over there. Uh, just saw him uh, not too long ago, as a matter of fact, and uh, writing some deals. Lighting a lot of deals, as a matter of fact. So head on out to uh, Wisconsin Harley-Davidson or check out all their inventory. Go to WISHD.com, WISHD.com for the inventory and all the events that they have coming up. And they throw the biggest, baddest party there is at the uh, towards the end of the riding season uh, going into Labor Day weekend for the hometown rally. So you talk about a great party. That's their destination. The question coming up, uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about this in the next hour, but... Um, Getting word last night that what is being sought by Aaron Rodgers and the Packers is a contract that would then make him the highest paid player in the National Football League to the tune of close to $50 million a year. Heard about this last night and had to think, wait a minute. I, there, there's, some, there's some contradicting thoughts here. Um, and, and you know me, I've been as big a proponent of keeping Aaron Rodgers as anything. But for this, I you know, I don't know how you make all of that work. I really don't. I know um, going into, and we'll hear from uh, you know his press conference from July 28th, 2021. But he said at the time, it's, it's not about the money. But apparently it's about the money. And I don't think, my opinion, I don't think that Super Bowl's and high dollars necessarily go hand in hand. I think Super Bowls and understanding the uh, the amount of money that needs to be spread out among quality players um, is more reasonable and more of the realistic approach towards hoisting a Vince Lombardi trophy. And when, and again, this is all speculative. Uh, some of it has been confirmed to me. But when you believe you're the greatest player, and you very well may be, but you stick yourself via compliments on a pedestal that is built so high and want to be paid to the likeness of that pedestal, you begin to lose the fact that you cannot win it alone. And that might be where the Green Bay Packers are at right now. It, it's hard because Brian Gutekinds can't come out and publicly say, you know what, we just can't afford this guy. We don't want this guy anymore. He can't come out and say that. He'd look like an idiot. Um, they And he did say they've had really good discussions and, and good talks, and and the lines of communication have been great, but – I, I, you know, I, I don't, I don't think you can do it. I don't think you can do it. Um, so we'll see. I, I, I think we'll see. Uh, but, <laughs> uh, is what it is. Got uh, three more hours yet to go. Stay tuned. A whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up right after this.